by covenant will I not break nor alter the words that have gone out of my mouth. That's what the scriptures say about God. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Amen. So God's opinion concerning things does not evolve. In 1 John chapter 4, we begin from verse 1. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Is, is of God. Every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that he should come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. So don't be afraid of them. One, if they say anything, don't fear it. You know? Um, they, they bring these strange things that they say to people and create a lot of confusion. The ones the Bible tells us to judge, like let's, let's go to the book of um, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 29. It says, let the prophet speak two or three and let the other judge. When we talk about judging, we're judging believers. We're talking about believers in the church of God. Somebody's saying something because people can make mistakes. People can be deceived. So we're talking about a situation of true prophets. All right? But there are three categories that we're going to be looking at concerning true, pro true prophets. So one is a true prophet that is speaking the truth as God gave the person. Praise God. We're judging what they are saying. Amen? So when a true prophet is saying something, it will line up with the word of God. Hallelujah. And it, the Holy Ghost that is in us will bear witness. The Bible says that his spirit beareth witness with our spirits that we're children of God. But to judge, you have to have a working knowledge of the word of God. So it's not, that's why they even say that a prophet should judge. But we're taught the word of God in this house and all of us should learn the word of God and be able to train our senses to discern between that which is evil and that which is good. So you can, in the desire to do what is, to love God and do what is right, you can get into excesses. There are also excesses. Praise the Lord. Sometimes you can also have a true prophet who's making a mistake, perhaps giving his ears to the enemy unawares and repeating what the adversary has said. Especially when that prophet is not mature in the things of God. So he has heard something. An example was, you know, what can happen like that was Peter. When Peter listened to the devil, he told Jesus that he should not go to the cross. And if Jesus did not go to the cross, we wouldn't be saved. So that idea came from the devil and Jesus, recognizing it, rebuked the devil. Though he was talking to Peter, he was actually talking to the spirit that Peter listened to and repeated that statement. Do you understand? Did he stop him from walking with Peter after that day? No. Was Peter a sincere child of God? Yes. And a disciple of Christ. Amen. Now, 
there is, then you have a, a, a prophet that is under pressure. He's under pressure to perform. You know, these days you have people just prophesying, 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 nine to the dozen. They prophesy 24-7. Anytime you catch them, they prophesy. They are on, a, a lot of them have gotten used to this prophetic machine. They're always in that, in that mode. A prophet is not always in office. In the book of Kings, uh, 1 Kings 22, Ahab and Jehoshaphat wanted to join forces together to go to war. So Jehoshaphat, be more acquainted with the Lord because Ahab was crazy, all right? He was wicked because his counselor was Jezebel. The real first demon called Jezebel was his wife. Let's go to verse 12. And all the prophets prophesied, so saying, go up to Ramat Gilead and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it it into the hand, into the king's hands. And the messenger that was gone to call Micaiah, or I spoke unto him, saying, Behold now, the words of the prophets declare good unto the king with one mouth. Let thy word, I pray thee, be like the word of one of them, and speak that which is good. You see, the prophet is under pressure to perform. They're not telling him, go there, don't, don't, I, we, know, we know that you, you will say something. Don't say anything negative. Please. All the other prophets, this is what they said. So when you get there, just tell them it's going to be cool. So he got there. And Micaiah said, as the Lord liveth, what the Lord said unto me, that will I speak. So he came to the king. And the king said unto him, Micaiah, shall we go against Ramoth Gilead to battle? And shall we forbear or shall, or shall we forbear? That should we go or should we not go? And he answered him, go and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. And the king said unto him, how many times shall I adjure thee that thou tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the Lord? And he said, I saw all Israel scattered upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, did I not tell thee that he will prophesy no good concerning me but evil? Now let's jump to verse 24. And Zedekiah, the son of uh, Chenaniah, went near and smote Micaiah on the cheek and said, which way went the spirit of the Lord from me to speak unto thee? And Micaiah said, behold, thou shalt see in that day when thou shalt go into an inner chamber to hide thyself. And the king of Israel said, said, said take Micaiah and carry him back unto, the, unto among the governor of the city and to Jehoash, the, the king's son, and say thus, said the king, put this fellow in the prison and feed him with the bread of affliction and with the water of affliction until I come in peace. And Micaiah said, if thou return at all in peace, the Lord had not spoken by me. And he said, hey, can you know people, every one of you. And this king was destroyed in that battle. That's how Ahab died. Don't, you know, people always go to a man of God and say, what is God saying in this moment? Then the guy thinks about it. He's been studying Job and nothing new. Then he will come up with something. No. Do you get what I'm saying? Don't put him under pressure. 
Glory be to God. The gifts of God as the spirit of God wills. Like with healing. Let me say something about healing, for example. That there are two operations. I must, I'm saying two main operations. Now, there are many operations in the gifts of healings. That's why it's called the gifts of healings. Verse 9 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says, To another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts, plural, of healing. So, but there are two things here. Though both of them technically do work together, all right? That is, when we, when we pray for the sick by faith, which means I necessarily may not be feeling anything, but I'm exercising my authority in the name of Jesus according to the instruction that Jesus gave us that we should go and heal the sick, right? Now, but it's another, this, when it says here gifts of healings, what he's talking about is that the anointing comes upon me. It has nothing to do with, he's using me as a vessel. I don't have to believe anything. What I mean is that the faith to do those things is there. The anointing is there. I know that I know that they know that it is there. And as we're talking, when you're pointing out people and you're praying, things are happening. Praise God. Two different things. Hallelujah. But they both work. Amen? They both work. Glory be to God. So all that is in the office of a prophet. Amen? And then we were going to say, uh, don't push him. Praise God. Don't push the prophet. Allow him to walk in his gifting. When a prophet is abusing his office, we don't listen. When he's saying something contrary to the word of God, we don't listen. We don't, we're not afraid of it. I thought, say the Lord, leave your wife and go and marry somebody else. You know, look at him, smile real big. And go home with your wife in front of him. <laughs> this is the dangerous one. Where a true prophet has chosen to lie. He's a prophet used of God. But in this particular occasion, he's lying by choice. It's in the body today. This happened in the book of Kings. All right. But it's in the body today. You see somebody... Um, a prophet, a so-called prophet has somebody who he's praying for to get married. This person's character is crazy. He may or may not know. And then he sees a young man who's serving the Lord, diligent and everything. Because this person respects you as a prophet, you now prophet superimpose the girl, the sister, into his life. I say, Tossi, the Lord, that is your wife. Because he wants to solve a problem. He has been praying for three years. This girl has not married. She's not married because she has a wrong character. She's, not, she's refused to change. Then you're using the, the trust that somebody has in you for the office you occupy. And lay a heavy burden, too hard for any man to bear, which you cannot bear. You now carried it and gave him. We are not to listen to it. If a prophet tells you who to marry, still check out the person. Check out their character. Hallelujah. Who are they? In this particular instance, the prophet, a man of God was sent to, to, to Jeroboam 
to prophesy. This is 1 Kings chapter 13. Hallelujah. And this guy had gone and he had prophesied. And when he was prophesying, God told him, when you get there and you speak my word, after speaking my word, turn around and get out of there. Don't eat anything there. Hallelujah. Touch nothing there. Don't drink anything. He says, and behold, there came a man of God out of Judah. And let me say, say this thing, all right? God's word does not evolve. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God. Now, and he also says, I am the Lord, and I change not. And he says, of two immutable things, of which it is impossible for God to change. Hallelujah. God doesn't change. He said, my word with my covenant will I not break nor alter the words that have gone out of my mouth. That's what the scriptures say about God. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Amen. So God's opinion concerning things does not evolve. Amen. If you're a pastor and your view about same-sex marriage wants to start evolving, it means you have started edging away from the word onto something else. And the Bible says we should not be carried away by every wind of doctrine. So this particular prophet went and did what God told him to do. This is what happened. God told him, go there, prophesy. He prophesied to Jeroboam uh, and said all the things that he said. And he gave a sign. The man stretched forth his hand to lay hold on him and his hand froze. And the prophet prayed for him and his hand was released. And when that old prophet heard what this young man did, he now went to him. He, he sent people to him. He didn't listen to them. He now went to himself and told him that God told him that he should bring the young prophet back to his house and that he should eat in his house. And the scripture says something about it. He said, but he lied unto him. Praise God. From verse 15, he says, and he said unto him, come home with me and eat bread. And he said, I may not return with thee, nor go in with thee. Neither will I eat bread, nor drink water with thee in, in this place. For it was said to me by the word of the Lord, thou shalt, not, thou shalt eat no bread, nor drink water there, nor turn again to go by the way that thou camest. He said unto him, this true prophet that is lying, said unto him, I am a prophet also as thou art. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, bring him back with thee into thine house, that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied unto him. He lied to him. And because of it, this young man lost his life. And you know what? After lying to him, now listen. And the Bible says, so he went back with him and did eat bread in his house and drank water. And it came to pass as he sat at the table that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah and said, I say it. Thus saith the Lord, for as much as thou hast disobeyed the mouth of the Lord and hast not kept the commandment of which the Lord thy God commanded thee, 
but camest back and has eaten bread and drunk water in the place of which of the which the Lord did say to thee, eat no bread, drink no water, thy carcass shall not come unto the sepulchre of thy fathers. And it came to pass after he had eaten bread, after he had drunk, that he saddled for him an ass to wait for the prophet whom he had brought back. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him. And his carcass was cast in the way. And the ass stood by it. The lion also stood by the carcass. And behold, men passed by and saw the carcass cast in the way, the lion standing by the carcass. And they came and told it in the city where the old prophet dwelt. And this old prophet came and still carried him and buried him. And then told his sons, when I die, bury me beside. <laughs> Some people are just crazy. He lied to him. But he was a true prophet. Look at, right, well, after lying to him, he still was, had no shame to prophesy again that the Lord said, because he didn't listen to him. He, he lied to him. He, he knew he lied to him. He should have no said, let somebody else tell him. <laughs> but he told him, Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father God. We worship you. Of all these other categories of prophets, like I've said, or workings of a prophet, don't listen. But when the prophet is speaking to you the word of the Lord, by the word of God, and in line with God's word, we all should listen. <laughs> 